Welcome into the Talking Tide podcast. I'm Chase Goodbread of NFL.com and Crimson Cover Television. I'm joined by Travis Ryer, the senior analyst at BamaOnline.com and as well the daily radio host of Southern Fried Sports at 100.9 on your Tuscaloosa dial. Weekdays, 11 to noon. The Talking Tide podcast available at our web host at Podbean.com. Also, various apps including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. The Twitter feed, Talking underscore Tide. Uh, and with all of that out of the way, Travis, uh, we hit a, our first midweeker here looking into uh, a game against New Mexico State. Uh, 3 p.m., just to set the stage, 3 p.m. kickoff at Bryant-Denny Stadium. It's going to be an SEC Network broadcast. Uh, temps expected to be 97 degrees. And, uh, uh, Travis, uh, um, I can tell you that, that StubHub is recommending – to Alabama ticket holders looking to looking to move one, uh, the the recommended price, at least for one section I'm aware of, is twelve bucks. For a <laughs> yeah, ticket. that might be on the high end, good bread. Uh, I know some ticket outlets right now where you could probably get two for just about that if you uh, apply a certain promo code on a certain uh, ticket outlet. But no, it's uh, it's going to be brutally hot, and I said it throughout the week if you haven't already started drinking water for saturday it's probably too late uh never too late to, to drink water but uh you need to maybe double up the catch up at this point because absolutely you know three o'clock this time of year that that's 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 as hot as it gets in uh you know august september maybe even in october at times so we hope everyone out there takes every precaution uh, definitely encourage people to go to the football game but you know, if it's at the expense of your health, then uh, there's nothing wrong with catching it on the old SEC network either. Probably not going to be a ton of butts and seats in that second half. Uh, but uh, first meeting between the schools, Travis, uh, the Aggies come in 0-1 on the season, a blowout loss to Washington State, 58-7. to uh, Just to toss out a quick illustration of – uh, the difference in expectations from one school to another, Travis. Doug Martin, 20-54, and 54, starting his seventh season. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's something where uh, that tells you the expectations, absolutely. Um, you know, try doing that at just about any other FBS program right now, and certainly at the Power 5 level. Yeah, this is our head coach. He's 20-57, uh, and 57, but we're rolling into year seven, but – uh, it's a tough situation out there in Las Cruces, and uh, you know I think maybe it's a program that's come to to grips with the fact that you know, it, it's largely about the financial gain potentially uh, to help finance a Division One athletic department. Chase, as you know, I mean the bills that have to get paid, uh, the 1.7 million that New Mexico State will take back with it uh, to New Mexico after this game, that'll help buy some baseballs and. Uh, maybe some basketballs and some things like that for that entire athletic department. I think it's, I think it's 2.3 million total that uh, New Mexico State will make in a span of about eight or nine days between the Washington State game and also uh, here in Tuscaloosa. I was going to ask you if, if you thought that that the Aggies got anything close to a mill from the Cougs, um, but I think it was 600k. Yeah. is what they got they, they they hit the lottery a little more so <laughs> in, in coming over here 
And, uh, you know, here's the thing. We talk about that weather. How many do you think – you think will, – will New Mexico State travel 50 players? You know, try to save <laughs> your hotel rooms, you know, save a few dollars, you know. I think, uh, I, by week three, I think that you're going to see some, some uh, New Mexico State jerseys <laughs> stitched up, you know, and holes in them and rips and whatnot, you know. Yeah. Tatters, you know. Yeah. Tatters. They're going to earn that 1.7 in that afternoon heat, I think, uh, on Saturday. So, um, yeah, just a tough situation, an independent, Chase. I mean, you don't see many independents in college football anymore. Um, so there's not that that trough of uh, conference money and certainly not Power 5 kind of money coming the way of the Aggie. So uh, it's sort of – And that's how, you end, up of, playing, that's how you end up playing a yeah, Pac-12 and an SEC back-to-back. That, you know? That's what you have to do, and it's, it's sort of FBS purgatory that the Aggies sort of find themselves in, I guess. Uh, from the Alabama side of things, Travis, I'll give you, you know, you always in, in, in games like this, you try to look for, um, I don't know, competitions within the game uh, individually, maybe to, to, to give you a little bit, a little bit of a picture that you might not get just looking at it from 30,000 feet. Uh, three guys to watch. I'll give you for this one. Najee Harris, Evan Neal, Will Reichard. Um, Najee Harris, this is definitely his time to take over as the ace if he's if he's going to be an ace of, of that backfield. Wasn't able to do it for obvious reasons last week. He was suspended along with his backup and and didn't could, didn't get into the game until the second corner. A little hard to establish establish yourself early like that. Uh, but I, I'm I'm going to be looking to see uh, what kind of gap maybe he is able to put between himself and Robinson. Yeah, I think for the run game in general, uh, it's it's going to be a day in which the expectations are going to be high coming off the performance against Duke. And, you know, we've given Duke credit. I think you need to do that. I think that was a solid front seven. It wasn't a upper echelon SEC front seven by any stretch of the imagination. But looking at this New Mexico State defense, you have to be able to run the ball against this team. Max Borgie. Okay, how about that for a name for a running back? Sounds like a sort of halfback on the 57 Army team, that yeah. kind of name, Max Borgie. Well, Max Borgie of Washington of Washington State last Saturday night, Chase, 12 carries, 128 yards against the uh, New Mexico State defense. So if he averaged 12.8, okay, if Max Borgie, who's a good player, by the way, had a really good freshman year last year out there for Mike Leach, but this is an air raid team, Washington State. Right. Mike Leach. We know that. And Washington State had a back go 10 for 128 against this New Mexico State defense. So, yeah, it's got to be better than the three and a half per carry that Alabama averaged against Duke. And if not for that touchdown run by Jerome Ford there in the fourth quarter, uh, you wouldn't have been looking at three and a half per tote. Uh, did you make anything at all of, of Saban's brief remarks this week about maybe looking for the offensive backfield? Of, I, I don't know if you'd describe it as being a little more decisive or what. No, I, I, I took from that exactly that he wasn't exa- uh, entirely pleased with uh, the decisions that his backs made in the game throughout the game and you know I added it up I wrote about it on Bama online on Monday afternoon following his comments Alabama in the game against Duke ran the football on 11 plays when it needed one yard okay 
Alabama on 11 plays that it needed one yard in the game, either for a first down or a touchdown. Chase, Alabama on those 11 plays, a combined 13 rushing yards. I think it had a long run in those situations of three yards. I think that may have been the longest, maybe four, um, something like that. So just in short yardage and sort of goal line situations, uh, it was a struggle. And, you know, we can talk about the offensive line play, the newness there at the guard and center spots. Um, You got new tight ends, all those kind of things. Uh, You got to be able to run it, though better than Alabama did last Saturday and you you know there was a there was a particular play that 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 caught my attention during the game uh on one of those one yard needs you were talking about uh Najee Harris with a third and one carry around midfield bounces it uh yeah and, and and not only bounces it but strings it all the way out straight at Nick it's like he was running right at Nick it, it was fantastic well we you know Najee Harris as we've talked about going back to last year uh it, it, sometimes he likes to bounce it a little bit too mm-hmm. much uh mm-hmm. so he strings it out to the sideline he turns up field he makes the first down with relative ease he gets it he gets it by a couple of yards before he you know gets forced out of bounds um but you notice the players uh on the sideline you know you know cheering or going crazy they get the first down the assistant coaches only one guy had had no positive reaction whatsoever that was Nick Saban I noticed that he just kind of put his head down uh almost like he he he, he wanted to see that done a little differently yeah there was a second and one too where Najee tries a jump cut when you know if he kind of stays to his left there he's gonna get the he's gonna get the yard for sure well he tries the jump cut to his right ends up tripping over uh, Miller Forstall, who, based on Najee's response after the play, maybe Miller didn't do the best of jobs on that play either. But I can tell you this, Najee Harris went directly to the sideline after that, and in came Brian Robinson. Well, on that third and one that followed, it gets blown up for a three-yard loss. So right. <laughs> that's another sequence where you know uh, Nick and, and uh, Charles Huff and that offensive staff in general weren't entirely pleased couple other guys to watch as i mentioned i think evan neal and will reichert are, are two to keep an eye on saturday what about you travis you want to throw anybody else in there or, or jump on one of those two you know i'm still going to go with shane lee at the middle linebacker position because this is one of the very worst teams in all of fbs i'm not trying to you know make an argument otherwise but what new mexico state will do offensively will put Shane Lee in some interesting situations. This is a four wide receiver approach from New Mexico State on the offensive side of the ball. They've got a couple of backs uh, that have been productive actually throughout their careers. Jason Huntley primarily. He's one of those 5'9", 190 types, you know, kind of like a Shaud Williams from years gone by. Uh, So New Mexico State's going to spread the field. That's going to keep Shane Lee in there even in dime situations at that Mac linebacker position. And, you know, I want to see if he can build on that performance from a week ago. I would think so because as, as much as we can talk about Shane Lee against running backs, there's still the line of scrimmage for New Mexico State to have to account for, and that's that's problematic uh, in this game, I think, for, uh, for NMSU. But uh, I, I still want to see more from Shane Lee. I, it's not because I doubt him. I'm just interested and anxious to see the guy uh, – continued to to work there at that middle linebacker position same for christian harris there at the weak side i think 
probably again though more so this week it's going to be about Shang Lee uh, at that mic position. Kind of fun to watch a guy that uh, the fire plug type sometimes, Trav. When those when those kind of guys are active, I don't know. They just seem to generate momentum sometimes with the way that with their with the physicality of their play. Uh, when you're talking about a guy like um, like Shane Lee or or uh, you know some other similar mics we've seen that that might be um, a little on the short side, but but wide bodied and, and aggressive. Yeah, he's going to get plenty of opportunities. And I think also sticking with sort of the inside linebackers, we didn't really get a feel for the depth situation at, at inside linebacker in the Duke game. We did see Markel Benton. I think we saw Jalen Moody. Uh, we saw Ali Cahoe at fullback and on special teams as much as anything. So, you know, I, on a day like Saturday uh, against an inferior opponent, you would think at a number of places, if not across the board, this Alabama staff is going to get even more players involved than what we saw against Duke. I think we saw 14 true freshmen against Duke last Saturday. I think we're going to see probably a handful more. We, you might end up seeing another three to five or six that pushes it to 20 already in the young season. Um, so I, I think that just from a depth standpoint in general, uh, yeah, I'm interested in, in those next wave of players. And I think that's true for the uh, – for the linebacker positions there on the inside, uh, I believe the I believe the man's got it uh, fifty plus right. It's more than a fifty 55. point number. Double Jeez. nickels, the man, the man coming at him with double nickels, you know. Yeah. But you know, I mean, look, you, you said it, fifty-eight to seven, Washington State last week. Um, and here, here's some numbers. You know, I and you talk about who we want to see. Well, we we always like to watch Alabama's passing game. Um. You talk about dynamic and entertaining. Well, you know, Washington State, as we know, Mike Leach, again, going to throw it around, air raid, whatnot, all that. But uh, even in going through a change at the quarterback position, because, of course, last year you had Gardner Minshew in the one-year layover as a grad transfer up there uh, at Wazoo. Anthony Gordon for Washington State in the first half last week against New Mexico State, Chase, 22 of 23 for 330 and four touchdowns. Mm. Yeah, one incompletion, four touchdowns, 330 yards in the first half. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I think you're going to see a lot of Alabama receivers. You're going to see six, seven, or eight, I think, this week. It's supposed to be a bunch of starters back on that deep, on that New Mexico State, <laughs> State defense, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Talking Tide podcast rolling on here at podbean.com. Uh, we're going to thank a couple of sponsors before we move on with the remainder of the show, starting with North River Dental Associates and Dr. Jack Smalley, a former Alabama football player. He's got his outstanding dental practice right out there in Northport off McFarland Boulevard at 1100 Fairfax Park for all your dental needs, whether it's porcelain veneers, uh, laser dentistry, pediatric dentistry, teeth whitening services, endodontics. They do it all over at North River Dental Associates. The phone number is 752-3506. You can make an appointment at northriverdentist.com. And uh, on routine cleanings, you are going to be in and out of there typically in under an hour. Uh, and that, that includes your weight. They, they really get you uh, through there quickly, but very professionally over at Dr. Jack's. Also want to thank our newest sponsor, Session Cocktails and Spirits, Tuscaloosa's newest cocktail bar, 
opening soon on University Boulevard, a smoke-free environment uh, featuring pre-prohibition and modern classic cocktails. I know my guy Hunter over there is putting together an outstanding team of talented bartenders. Make sure you check it out opening later this month. Uh, 2221 University Boulevard in downtown Tuscaloosa. It's Session Cocktails and Spirits. I'm going to tell you about staying right there in downtown, by the way. I'm going to tell you about Heat Pizza Bar, downtown Tuscaloosa. Absolutely the best pizza you will ever put in your mouth. Right there at Heat Pizza Bar. Weeknight specials starting at 6 o'clock. The personal favorite on Tuesdays, that Thai chicken pizza for just 7 bucks. You can't beat it. Heat Pizza Bar, downtown Tuscaloosa at Government Plaza. They got that full bar set up for you. Here's another thing. Here's another thing I like about Heat Pizza Bar, among the many things I like. You go into so many of these places these days that have all these televisions, right? And you walk in on, say, a college football Saturday or an NFL Sunday, and the televisions are on Nickelodeon, for crying out loud, or CNN, (laughs) or Fox News. What the hell's going on? Where are the ball games? Right. You will never have that problem at Heat Pizza Bar. TV management is critical. It's critical. And Heat Pizza Bar is just one of the several things they get right down there at Government Plaza. Also going to tell you about Brick and Spoon Restaurant right down there in Timerson Square in downtown Tuscaloosa, home to a top 10 breakfast in all of the United States of America. That, according to Travel and Leisure magazine, trust me, Chase and I, we've been down there many, many times. We've enjoyed the breakfast. Uh, Great brunch options as well. Lunch, they can take care of you in all three of those areas, unlike any other place in Tuscaloosa. It's Brick and Spoon, downtown Tuscaloosa. They got that build your own Bloody Mary, outstanding mimosas as well. You know, the three cheese omelet. I've told you about that many times. The French toast, uh, the sandwiches that are available to you. It's an incredible menu there for you at Brick and Spoon, downtown Tuscaloosa at Timerson Square. I was just there about four days ago, and uh, I went with, I went with a house Bloody Mary and some French toast sliders for you, uh, breakfast sliders uh, over there at Bricks and Spoon. is hard to beat. All right. Yeah, I love it. Talking Tide podcast, moving on at podbean.com, also available at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. The Twitter feed, talking underscore Tide. Chase Goodbread and Travis Ryer with you for a few more minutes. We're going to look around the rest of the SEC as we do to uh, – finish off the the midweek show in season lsu at texas definitely one that's getting a lot of uh, uh attention travis uh ed orgeron it's a big one for him yeah i think it is you know for all the positivity all the pro o buzz i guess you could say after the finish to last season the win over ucf in the uh fiesta bowl which we all appreciated you know, none of us are complaining about that LSU win over UCF out there in Glendale. Um, you know, and for as much as O is among his peeps there in Louisiana, he's one of them. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you got to win games like this. Uh, these are the games, Alabama, uh, you know, Auburn, games like this are why O uh, is the head coach or why he'll continue to be the head coach in time 
uh, and we'll see how that plays out. But uh, interesting quarterback matchup, Chase, in this one. Sam Ellinger, uh, the sort of dual threat. Tough guys. A couple of tough guys in this game at the quarterback position. A couple guys that don't mind taking on contact. Joe Burrow very much that way for LSU. It's just that when I look at LSU right now, you know, I feel a little bit better about the overall skill set. I think Texas's wide receivers can can do some nice things. Texas, though, has got some injuries there in that backfield. And not that I think anyone for Texas or for LSU right now is along the lines of Darius Geis or Leonard Fournette. I think John Emery, the true freshman in time, may be that kind of guy. I, I just like, really... LSU's roster top to bottom a little bit better than I like Texas so Texas a five-point road favorite in this one Chase what do you think I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot as I occasionally LSU I, yeah LSU yeah. the road favorite right right yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot as I occasionally do here on Talking Tide I want from you an over under on Texas points wow I think Texas will what score. Does Ellinger, what does Ellinger do at home against this defense? I think they score 20, 21. I think Texas gets to 21. I, I think I think LSU's going to score somewhere in the upper 20s. I think it's going to be a tight game. I, I think LSU, though, ultimately has a little too much. What about you? I like LSU, too. I probably like them um, – maybe even a little tighter you know maybe maybe it takes a field goal that defense is definitely going to have to show up there's a lot of talent on that side of the ball for the Tigers as there always is uh but uh, man you know it, it's uh Texas rings up points uh, like a pinball machine when they got it going so yeah three- this ain't OSU this ain't Oklahoma State coming to Austin on the defensive I hear side you. though Saturday night Chase I, this ain't I- this ain't uh this ain't the Red Raiders. You I know, hear you. Texas Tech, you yeah. know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about you talk about somebody getting paid to win these kind of games. Tommy Herman and that offense of his, you know, that, that's that's why he's there. That so, is a big game for Tom Herman too. Texas A&M at Clemson, West Virginia at Missouri, Arkansas at Ole Miss. Before we get out of here, any of those jump out to you in any way? Well, yeah, I think Texas A&M-Clemson, uh, fascinating matchup because we already saw it a year ago and what ended up being a two-point game uh, in, in College Station. Uh, I'll be interested to see if, if A&M can keep it that competitive on the road. I think they can. I think they can keep this thing close. It's 17.5-point spread in favor of Clemson at last check. So big, big home favorite. I still have trust issues with Kellen Mond, good bread. Always have. You know? Always have. And, and, and him and Felipe Franks, same guy. Yeah. Kellen yeah. Franks, you know. Um, so that that's where I run into some problems with going all the way and picking the upset there. It, it's just hard for me to do that with Kellen Mond until I actually see it. Between the SEC quarterbacks you don't trust and the ones I don't trust, I think we got most of the league covered. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think we've got more trust issues than a housewife yeah. than, than the housewives in Mountain Brook. Probably. Yeah, Joe Burrow, <coughs> cough, cough, uh, playing. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
uh, headed to Texas. So we'll be, I'll be, I'll be watching, we'll be watching Joe in that one too. That's going to do it for this edition of the Talking Tide podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us. Be sure to check us out again for the Sunday nighter coming off that Alabama New Mexico State game. Travis and I will recap that uh, on Sunday evening. So for Travis Ryer, BamaOnline.com and Southern Fried Sports, I'm Chase Goodbread of NFL.com and Crimson Cover Television. We'll see you Sunday night here on Talking Tide.